Greeny today, and now we're joined by Carmen and Yurko. Hello, guys. All right, boys. What's going on? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? Happy Good, to day, guys. Guys. Good to see Good you guys. Good to see you guys again. Yeah. Yurko yeah. showing up 45 coffee? minutes late. It's great. How's I that appreciate coffee? it. I love it. Good? It's, thank you so much. You, you got sir, distracted love this it. morning. I got um, distracted. So the minute happened? I heard you needed coffee, boom, I was done. He's a match to coffee. Coffee. Yeah, It didn't matter that he said. And only Yurko could get away with strolling into a meeting 45 minutes late. First of all, you never get away with it. You said Teflon. The minute that you think you're untouchable is the minute you're one foot out the door. It's a good thing you're breaking okay. stories these right. days. Yeah, well, now you add it. Well, now you add it. Now you well. add it. But the point is you can never think that. Because the minute you do, you're one step out the door. Yeah. yeah. You don't realize it, but right. you are. Mm -hmm. You're on a, a slippery slope. Absolutely. So I never adopt that philosophy ever. Fair. Okay? You're always earning your stuff every single day, baby. There it, you go. Earn your wings. It wasn't intentional. It was accidental. No, that no, you no, it. no. Listen, I, I saw the email. Uh, you said it was January 4th. I went and looked. It was there, January 4th. Yes. Okay. I go, but mm -hmm. look, Carmen, it starts at 11. Right. He goes, no, it starts at 1030. See how the box is right here in the middle? Yeah. I go, but why is the 11 a.m.? It's emboldened. It's in bold. Why? And then I look up 11. above it, it says 1030, 1130. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay. Mm -hmm. And then now this is a really we, we talked about it, though, but this is becoming a, disturbing a pattern. Because disturbing pattern. This behavior. was the last one you walked into late as well. So disturbing let's make sure it's Let's uh, make sure we're not throwing uh, three the one, strikes here. The guys, the one with Wex was uh, originally just like Wex is going to be in town, and if you want to utilize him as a resource, go ahead and come and, in, pop in, like an open uh, house. I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't that's, know if that's how it was it sent went, out. Nah, that, it went from being that, utilize him as a resource, to he had something that he wanted to give us, mm. and he wanted everybody there to be able to throw it mm -hmm. up against us to see what it sounded like. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. 100%. 100%. So no uh, the last time when you arrived late to the meeting, the that's not how it happened. This we were all told the, we had to be in the meeting. The, uh, the last time Yurko yeah. showed up, stands in the doorway, and Wex looks at him and goes, you can get comfortable. And he said, no, I'm good. And then the meeting continued on for another 30 minutes with Yurko just standing in the doorway. So how did he... Uh, Enter he this came meeting. And he sat down. Oh, good. All right. right in. All right. I said, apologize for my tardiness. Yeah. yeah. Said, I was sorry. And then, and then I went and yeah. sat down. What would Coughlin say? And who? Coughlin? The door would. The, the, yeah, the, the door, door would be locked. No, it's locked. Yeah, are you kidding me? It, once he's in the meeting, the meeting starts, even if it was like five minutes early. He'd be buying donuts and for then, a month. And then what he does at that point is you're done, you're out. You know that you've missed the meeting. You missed yeah. the meeting. And then he'll get you and he'll say, all right, expect an envelope. Yeah. So you get the white confidential envelope that comes it. down the pipeline for being Ooh. late to a meeting. Not missing the meeting because he saw you. Right. Yes. But he, they, there were guys walking in after he was at the podium. He said, get out. Out. Yeah. Get out. Get out. It's amazing. Yeah. So that was coffee like time. Same thing with Holmgren time. Yeah. Holmgren you know? too. Oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah. yeah. They don't mess around in the NFL with that stuff, right? It's so I'm down, here. I'm down here piddling, piddling around with these two. Oh, I figured. Coffee. Meanwhile. When it was 11, because Yurko normally gets to the office around 10, 50, 11 o'clock. Yeah. When it was like 11, 10, and I'm looking, I'm like, boy, he's still not here. And I go, I bet you he's downstairs talking to those guys. Mm -hmm. Totally oblivious to the whole thing. Sure he was. Yes. Yeah. He comes walking. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, I was out with like, like, I knew it. I'm like, I knew he was down there talking to them, missing the he meeting. He hands the coffee. He pulls up the mic. He starts to say like, good morning. I was listening. Beat, or like, right? you know will, you're supposed to be in a meeting, I right? I will <laughs> offer this up no matter how much I have scheduled and how much I have it. I have suffered. At, at the hands of from concussions. Yes, you have. Okay. And, oh, and right. ten thousand plus hits on the brain. Yeah, ten thousand plus hits on the brain. 
So while my intentions may all be good, I yeah. may have to start tattooing meetings on my arms. It's memento. So I, I, I don't let, forget them. Let, let, let's face it. We know how the world works. Yurko gets a little wiggle room. He's uh, a... Yeah, uh, it's true. It's again, just the way the again, world works. When you, when you start true. thinking that I, and way, I don't that's, even mind when, it. that's when one foot's out the door. We know it. You don't have to think it. You don't you, act that you way. You do your thing. Your yeah. value is that you're Yurko. You're, there's a little extra wiggle room. I'm a story breaker. When it comes to the good kid. <laughs> I say Yurko and Waddle. I'll tell you this. The, jo- the jockocracy reigns. That's okay. Oh, I no, accept but to it. Give, yeah. But to give him credit, whenever there is an early meeting, he's not complaining about it. No. He's not saying, oh, no. I got to be here at 930 for a meeting and then my show. No, he's here. He, he just, well, he's like, I'll sit on my computer. I'll, watch, I'll watch reels or, for the next or hour. Or he just shows care. up at 11. Watch reels or I'll look up Luka Modric highlights yeah, and just yeah. watch him. He survives and adapts. Yeah. Or, the, or the great Robert Prochenetsky. He's up at the crack. It's not like Robert he's not awake. He's up at the crack of dawn. He's up at 4 o'clock every day. I don't really. Too early sometimes. Well, Carmen, you'd be good to talk to you about this because uh, we were having a discussion. Did you see the highlight video that NBA players are responding to today? No, no. no what highlight video? Third graders. I'll show it to you. Yeah, I'll pull it up. So Come on. If you go to the third overtime, graders. I'll put up on, on Twitter. They posted a video of third graders playing yesterday, and Evan Fournier, oh, I saw Jamie Lillard I, I responding, Andre Iguodala. I've seen it. And the kids, after every single play in the highlight, are right. basically celebrating. Oh yeah, they well, they're talking and, and, and they're the talking court. smack yes. too. Yeah, yeah. The, you're too small, even though the kid is like four times the size of all the other kids, the little shrimpy kids. And uh, so you know, they got neon green in their uniform. The one guy's yeah. got a headband. Yeah. Um, oh my god! So uh, well, you know the way we always handled that was a hard fall. That's what that's what I was telling yeah, back in the age. day. That, that was that still a hard fall. Yeah. Is that acceptable now for Gio's age to, um, to go out there and lay someone? I used to. Uh, we used to run someone out. We used to run a diamond in one trap, and I was known in fifth grade for being a little bit. I'd get a little movement in there, and then so the coach from St. Columbia, the other team, told his guy to run me over (laughs) right through my chest, and he did. And it was to send me a message to quit sticking my knee out trying to get the foul. Sure. So he sent a message to me. Yeah. Fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So my son's in fifth grade, and he he started. He just started playing uh, like in a house basketball. He hasn't played much basketball. He hasn't played any organized basketball since like he was in second grade. Okay. And then a couple years went by. All he does really is play baseball. And then he he asked to play basketball again because he they do like it. They love watching NBA highlights. Right. They're very infatuated by like even old school names and things. But he won't watch a game. But they just right. watch YouTube highlights. And he asked if he could play basketball. And I said, of course, sure. And he's playing in this house league. He's not, you know, he's. Whatever, but he Either made way, a basket. He's participating. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's he made a basket on Sunday. Not from three, mind you. Okay. Just made a basket. Made a basket from probably 18 feet, give Mid-range. or take. Mid-range. Mid-range, made it. Looks at the crowd and does like the Steph Curry. It goes like this, and I'm like, okay, really? You're I mean, like, it's a two. Yeah, and first it of all, was a two. You, you made it. You were, yeah. I'm like, you made a two. <laughs> this, yeah. He's doing the three. He looks and they, and so I'm not surprised by that because. That's what they do. Yeah, that's exactly it's, what they it's do. It's learned. It's it, it. They're mimicking what they see. They don't know that Dame Lillard only points to his watch at the end of the game. He doesn't. No, they don't know, they that. Don't know that. They because don't know they that. They just see the highlights they see, on YouTube. Yeah, they don't know what the and clock says. They're mimicking all yeah. that that they see. And so, yeah, what I saw something funny on social media the other day where they were asking kids, like maybe around my son's age or even just a little older, and then people our age. And the question was, Mellow, you know, LaMelo sure. Ball or oh. Carmelo Anthony? Yeah, okay. Right. And it's funny when you see the video, everybody our age, going in blind, they say, they go, who do Carmelo. you think of? 
Carmel, yeah, everybody. Right. So I turned to my son and I said, hey, if I say Mello, who do you think of? LaMelo Ball. Right away. It's hilarious. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> what about Carmelo Ball. Anthony? He looked at me and he had no idea who Carmelo Anthony was. <laughs> yeah. None. So yeah. I had to try to explain to him who Carmelo Anthony was. That's wild. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. They hear Mello, they think LaMelo Ball. Every one of them. I mean, that's like going to a very older person and saying LBJ, who do you think? And they go Lyndon B. Johnson. Yes. Exactly like Good that. Good point. You know, I think, like <laughs> you know, I think I would say, like, LBJ, I would think out BLBJ. That's yeah. who I would think. No yeah, one's, I, no one's I wouldn't LeBron associate LBJ. LeBron as. Because yeah, yeah, LeBron's just LeBron. Johnson. But, but I, I assume but, if you did that same exercise and you said GOAT, because everyone's oh, obsessed God. with the term oh, yeah, GOAT. Please. We gotta, everything's a GOAT. Every, every Chiron on TV, oh, there's a GOAT. This GOAT, here's a GOAT, have a GOAT. Remember when the GOAT was a bad GOAT? Like, to yeah. be the GOAT used to be the bad Not thing. anymore. Right? It used to be horrible to be the GOAT. Like, we, we discussed this once. When did that start? I don't know. It was like 10 years ago, right? Somebody threw GOAT out there. Yeah, because yeah. it's, the it's, the, yeah, it's, uh, it's just the acronym. Yeah. It's just so lazy. Go the whole it. thing. Yeah. And now goat. it's GOATed. GOATed. The, the kids say GOATed. Goated. Oh, who, uh, like, if you do something cool on social media, goaded. Goaded. I haven't heard that one. Goaded. Yeah. They all think, uh, you know, and the kids that are young, they, it's, it's a little upsetting. They all say, they, they argue with you about LeBron. They do. Yeah. They all want to argue LeBron. That's when you dismiss but, them but, summarily but, but, and tell them to go on their way. But you did that, but you probably did that with your parents about someone else. And that's what I was going to say. Like, go, go change, go change your underwear facts. with the bacon strip. When we were young, <laughs> when I was young, it was the debate from the older people were was always Michael Jordan will never be better than Oscar Robertson and Bill Russell. That was always the debate. No, he's not better than Oscar Robertson. Yeah, but that's also because he wasn't winning at the time. But there were no, Chris. There was still even that older faction of like, well, the sixties Celtics would have still beat the Bulls. First of all, and no, Bill no, Russell's the greatest ever. Nobody gave a rat's ass about the NBA in the early seventies and the sixties. Nobody yeah. cared. No, come Nobody on, you compared. know those. They weren't on the air. <laughs> no, Tom. I know, but you know but those no. arguments The rarity, happened. the rarity, we used the rare argument somewhere in the corners of, 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 of smoky pool rooms. We used to hear it all the somebody time. somebody cared about the NBA. From the older generation, how the 60s Celtics were still better than the 90s Bulls. That's true. That's, that's, and that's true. We all know that's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's completely insane. Right, because Bob the Ryan were, is, is saying compared. that to some young whippersnapper. Yeah, uh, yeah you know. I can see that. Who, who? Uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, I don't know. The whole thing's there. We had somebody teams. call recently and yell at us for not saying Bill Russell's the goat because he's got the most rings. I'm like, that's an asinine yeah. argument. It just is. And so you still have people that will say, "Well, no, Bill Russell's better than Michael Jordan." No, <laughs> I'm sorry. These kids, man. Uh, you know, and so, but what do they do? All they know is LeBron, <laughs> and they argue LeBron. You'll have to deal with it in a few years, Abdallah. Your daughter will be eh. asking you, and she's going to say, no, LeBron's the best. Listen, if she's anything like her father or her mother, she's going to be a theater kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to worry about sports, trust me. Who's the GOAT? Liza Minnelli. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's going to be, yeah, she's going to be. She nails a monologue and starts doing the gritty <laughs> in the middle <laughs> of the play. She's going to oh, make yeah. Les Mis. They all do the gritty. Oh, my God. They all love Justin. Jefferson and Jamar Chase and the gritty. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. She's gonna have her her, her parents' jeans. She's not gonna be playing sports. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know. You know have you, have you seen from. him play? Yeah, come on. No, dude. but still. We, on, we, so we. Uh, I was a theater kid. So, you never know. so we're we're living yeah, together. We're we're yeah. in uh, our mid twenties, 
And uh, we're I'm still playing basketball at the time, and we're like, you know, Abdallah, come with us. We're we're gonna go to the the YMCA. We're gonna play some pickup. We get there, oh, dude, and we we so tell bad. the other team, I never played basketball. Like, he'll, he'll be on our. They're divvying up teams. Yeah, we'll, we'll, like, take, we'll he'll, take. He'll be on our team. And he I was struggles. Like, I was like, hey, just a heads up. He doesn't he's, play basketball. He's never played before. I've never. And the guy the guy looks at me. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like. He no, just he's never he doesn't he doesn't count right. He doesn't like if he gets the basketball. ball, he's just going to pass it on. He's not going to make any difference to the game. No so we start playing. Over. Abdallah gets it, God, and, no. and the first time he touches it, it's a double dribble. And the guys on the other team start screaming, "Turnover! Double dribble!" I go, guys, I, I warned you. We like told he, you about this. He can't. He doesn't. He's know not going to play. The next time he gets it, travel. <laughs> Third time he gets it, he like travels, but like does the uncoordinated. Runs over someone, so it's like an offensive foul yeah, with the travel. Yeah, oh, I put an arm out on someone. Dude, I'm gonna start a fight. The dude starts losing his mind that he's cheating yeah. because he can't play. And I'm like, we told you that he's never played basketball before. He has not shot the ball yep. once. Never. Well, when he get involved now, yeah, he's just out. Put there. the ball on the ground. I'll bust your ass. Yeah. Well, you should have just been setting screens. That's all yeah. you should have done. Well, you know, like you know the flow of the game. Yeah. The ball, <laughs> the ball gets to you. And you. Yeah. And I spent like, my and we almost got in a fight at the YMCA because soccer. of it. Playing soccer. Yeah. That was it. All we did. Gym class was soccer. soccer. Recess was soccer. That's it. We didn't have a basketball. You know, and, and I'm like, I, I, could, I could say nothing, but I'm like, you guys suck too. So I don't know what yeah. you're complaining about. We're, yeah, we're going like, to beat uh, you. You and guys like, are all stars here. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, what's going on here? And, I played and we, Little League for a little bit those guys when I was fight. here. Like, Little League baseball for a little bit. And like I was like, this is just standing around. I'm sorry. Yeah, a lot of I can't around. do this. Yeah. So I played side and I wrestled for like a year. Really? Like a year grappler. and a half. Yeah, a I, wrestled, I wrestled for like two years in high school. Half Nelson in the cradle. Half Nelson in the cradle. Strong ground. That's all you need. What do you guys have on the show today? We're going to talk. Uh, we'll replay a little of the Kevin Warren from yesterday. We'll talk some NFL, start getting ready for the divisional weekend. We want to talk about, we'll play the Aaron Rodgers sound from McAfee's show. Rodgers, Brady, uh, kind of the off seasons and the drama we should expect. And then we still got to figure out like where some of the big-name quarterbacks that we do know are going to play in 2023 sure. are going to go and how that might affect the Bears' maneuverability and their ability to be able to get the absolute most for maybe moving back. And like... You know, now that Tennessee's got uh, Rand Carthon, who was with San Francisco, like there are a couple of options yeah. that he's very familiar with that yeah. could go play quarterback. Well, it makes yeah. more so, sense. Yeah, we're going to talk see, about some of that. You're sick of Brady. I'm sick of Rob. I'm sick of I'm kind of sick of both. To I'm be honest, well, I want to talk about that today. I'm I sick do. of it. Make your decision already. I want to talk about both of those things. Today, All right, great. So. We'll be listening. Right, Carmen boys. and Yurko coming up next. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. All right, good song. Way to kick it off. We're live in the old National Bank, State Street Studios. It's Carmen and Yurko. Black and Abdallah just uh, wrapping up. They'll be in for Greeny again tomorrow, so we'll get to crosstalk with the guys. A couple of crosstalks today. That's always fun. Waddle and Sylvie will be down later on. Tyler Aki and Jeff Meller tonight from 6 to 8 to keep you company. So lots and lots of local programming as we talk Bears, NFL. The Bulls are in Paris. They play a day game tomorrow. This is Yurko's last day of the week. He's going to be gone Thursday and Friday uh, playing some golf with some great friends and some of his brother's old teammates down in Florida. Going to Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. I'm a little jealous. Have a great time. But Connor's going to be with me tomorrow and and Friday. Yeah, 80s. It'll be the 80s down there. Yeah. So we've got four days of sun coming up, which is going to be nice. 
Ready to rock and roll. Dude, you're going to have a good time. Speaking of the weather, uh, the weather looks like it's not going to be a factor in any four of the uh, outdoor good. venue locations for NFL Divisional Weekend. Yeah, it's probably better, right? There's a chance of some snow in Kansas City on Saturday, but uh, they're not calling for anything major. By the end of the night, and I think most of the snow is supposed to roll in late afternoon, early evening, and that game kicks off at 3.30 local time. Uh, they're saying maybe one to three inches of snow. I mean, nothing major. I don't think the weather's going to affect the games at all this weekend. I'm with you. That is it, good. It's easier for a warm-weather team to go to a cold-weather place and play as long as there's not 45-mile-an-hour winds blowing yeah. and it's not zero degrees. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how's Jayville going to handle going? Right. But it's only it's going to be 38 degrees at kickoff, That's right? That's fine. It's, 38 probably degrees handle is perfect. That? could actually cool the engines down, yeah. you know, which is kind of nice. They'll, they'll wear what they have to wear to stay warm, but I, I, it'll be perfect game of football as long as there's no wind. The wind is the thing that causes a lot of problems, too. Wind and cold, that's that's a problem. Yeah. It doesn't look like that's going to be an issue, and that's all that matters. They're fine. you got a good even-steven game for a team that's coming up from Florida to play in Kansas City. It'll be a good game. I think it'll be a better game than a lot of people might want to give it credit You think for. the KC game? Yeah, KC yeah. Jayville. Yeah. I, I, why not? I don't see why not. Well, Jayville's um, got nothing J- to lose. Jayville's sort of playing with house money right, right now. Jaguars got nothing to lose. Uh, people didn't expect them to get to the playoffs this year. They won their first round game against uh, the Chargers. <laughs> I don't know and, how, and but now, they did. <laughs> it doesn't matter how. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And now they're playing with a little bit of confidence and sense of inci- invincibility, which is fine. And if you don't lose being minus five in turnover ratio, if you find a way not to lose. Now, Kansas City's a better team. Right. Yeah, that Kansas won't happen. Kansas City is a much better team. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Look, we saw Kansas City choke away a big, pretty pretty ample halftime lead last year at home, it, you know, with the Super Bowl on the line, a trip to the Super Bowl on the line. But I'm with you. I, I can't imagine Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid doing what Brandon Staley did. And what that team did. You can't be a minus five and win playoff games. Now, somehow you pulled that one out of your arse. Okay, you did it. But that is so unlikely and so improbable. Uh, they can't be that sloppy again and expect to win. The craziest thing is that, that, and I don't know what to make of it or what it ultimately means, but this stat that was first brought to our attention by our good, bo- uh, our good buddy Scott, Parking Scott, um, and then I started seeing it over the weekend a little bit more on social media, especially after Saturday night's game. Trevor Lawrence has never lost on Saturday. Yeah, I, you needed to know that going into that. Uh, game. Well, they play on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what that means exactly. Like, you say, okay, big deal. It so he's the, the best player in high school. Of course, he was never going to lose a game on Saturday. <laughs> but he's never lost the game on a Saturday since high school. High school, college. And the pros, and he's played a lot of games on Saturdays when you think about uh, maybe not as many in high school, probably more Fridays, but still uh, a lot on Saturday in college, and he's never lost. I don't know what the heck. I don't know how to explain that. I I don't think they're going to win this weekend, but who the hell knows with Jacksonville right now? And like you said, they're playing with nothing to lose. I mean, this was a 3-7 and football team, Yerk. 3-7. and And in probably... Uh, or in improbable fashion, they've made the second round. You know, this was a team last year that won three games. Yes. The year before that, they won one. That earned them the right to draft Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. That's four wins, folks, in 2020 and 2021. Yep. Uh, if you count last week, they're up to 10 this year. So they found a way, boom, to turn it. But... They were they were terrible. 
They were they were bad this year. They were this three year and they seven. Were bad. Three and seven. The Bears were three and four, and everybody was like, "This is not good. This is not bad enough. This is not bad enough." Now they were a team that was on the come. Yes, the Bears was a, were a team that was selling, and they were selling, and that's where they finished. Three yes, and whatever they finished, and that's where they're at. Yeah. But what they do? They started to learn how to win games. Uh, I know people don't like to hear that because it's the truth. But you've got to learn how to win. Sylvie's infatuated with learning how to lose. No, Don't worry. he's not. Stop. Don't worry. Don't worry. The Bears figured that out. That's easy. Very right. well. Now they got to turn the tide. And, and you'll watch it next year when the Bears struggle. They'll be better. And then they'll struggle. And the fourth quarter will come. And they'll start diddling it down their pant leg because that's what they're accustomed to. But with a better roster and hopefully better play from the quarterback, if they can find a way when they're in that situation to win a game or two, that's maybe how your confidence, confidence starts to build. That's how you build confidence. And, and I know you'll remember this because we discussed it. You'll remember, even when they were, let's say, when they were 2-6, and six, when the Jags were 2-6, and six, I, I'd i said at a time or two, and we certainly discussed it a lot on the odds couple, Mike North and I, um, on the odds couple, they were outgaining their opponents. They were like a plus in scoring differential. They were outgaining opponents. And it's like, hmm, they're playing a little bit better than their two and six record. And then sure enough, they started to find ways to hang around long enough and win some of those games. And I think Yarko's right. They yeah. probably built a little confidence along the way. That's right. Uh Trevor Lawrence, you know, for that stat I just gave you, they've pulled a couple out their ass the last two Saturdays. He and I love him. Yurko and I have sung the praises. I think he's played great in the second half. Although in the last two games, he has not been particularly good, and he was downright awful in yeah. the first half on Saturday. Yeah, was but horrific. somehow they found some magic. It was horrific is what it was. He it, wasn't all that good two weeks ago against Josh Dobbs when they had to win that game. And you talk about everybody's got to, you know, they come together. They, they become more comfortable with each other. They start to trust each other. And I think that's where it happens. I think you saw it in Green Bay. Where they struggled, they were four and eight, That's and then true. they started winning some games. What happened that but, last week? But Oof. ultimately, they, they, they right yeah. penalty. It was terrible. Yeah, what they did that last week, and it was a combination of everybody. It wasn't one or two, but the trust between the receivers and Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. Yeah, question. And their trust wasn't there because they kept dropping balls. Question for you guys: like, who who is more? Who are you more surprised by being where they are now between Jacksonville and New York? Like the I, fact that I'm, both those I'm teams more, won I'm, a playoff. I'm probably a little bit more surprised with the with development New of their York. quarterback with New York. Yeah, yeah, with the development of Daniel James, Daniel right? Jones, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Thank you. And I, I'm a huge Dayball guy. I wanted the Bear. I we made no bones. I mean, right. I, I really wanted the Bears to hire Dayball. It seemed like the minute Joe Shane right. got that job as the general manager, that's where Dayball was going to end up. But here's the difference. Yurko's pointed this out about Javale. What did Javale do to its offense? Not only do you have what you think is a franchise quarterback who was basically starting over because the first year was a joke with the the joke of a coach they had, uh, Urban Meyer, you got to kind of throw it away. Doug Peterson's a much better coach. And then what has Yurko talked about? They went out and they got Zay signed Jones, Jay Jones Kirk, signed Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, they signed Evan Ingram. And Brandon, Brandon Scherf, who's one of our and starting Scherf. offensive linemen. Guess who? That's four starters. Name the, the additions uh, for the Giants. Uh, the Giants. Name the additions for the Giants. Good luck to you. Yeah, the Giants didn't Isaiah do Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins no. in November. I'll tell you what they did though. I'll tell you about their subtraction. Well, they did Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. They got rid of a guy who's number one draft choice, wasn't he? He was yes. one of their top yes. drafts. Two years. They ago. got rid of a guy, and they still did what they wanted to and do, and basically put their most expensive player on offense, which is Kenny Galladay, right? Yeah, on the pain mindless. Right, now, he can't stay healthy anyway. But they were basically like, this is a wash. He can't play. They shipped Kadarius Tony to Kansas City. They go look at their free agent signings. 
That's why the Giants, to me, are more yeah, surprising. Well, addition by subtraction. Wasn't Kadarius Tony the pick they they got from the Bears? I believe so. But I it, well, that was Tony was in the same draft as Justin, right? So they, was that part of the swap? Did they when they swapped out? Did they use the yeah. pick? But that's Kadarius the, the, Tony. When you hear addition by subtraction. That's what it means. We added by getting rid of some players. We became a better team by getting rid of players. That's what addition by subtraction means. And you ask yourself, well, I've never seen a real-life situation where that happened. It happened in New York. Yeah. It happened in New York. They had two receivers that I were know. supposed to be I, good. It, it's... They subtracted it, and they became a better team because of it. And they picked up Isaiah Hodgkins off the scrap heap. Yeah. And they've made him a pretty useful, productive player down the stretch. He went to Oregon State. Could, who, uh, oh, Hodgins. Hodgins. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah Hodgins. Oh, of course, he's a beaver. Has uh, been for a long time. You know, Darius Slay, Richie James. Even they've they, they, they've ter- they've taken uh, Richie James and they found some Hodgins here in the last handful of games. I mean, uh, week sixteen, eight catches, eighty nine yards, and a touchdown. Uh, four catches, forty two, and a touchdown. Eight and one hundred five and a touchdown last week. Yurko. Eight one hundred five and a touchdown last week. You had never heard of him before. This team a month bar- ago, they barely beat the Bears. I know. They I barely know. beat the Bears. You got Saquon Barkley tackled in the backfield, and he does a couple of little dance moves. And the next, you know, he's going around the corner for a key first down. Carm, they barely beat the Bears. I know. They're, they're, they're That's res- why when they had to tell them, well, the, you know, the, what are the Bears going to be next year? They got a possibility of being anything next year. Well, when you see Javel and you see the Giants. Right. They got a possibility of being anything. With $125 every, million to spend. Okay, every team needs to learn how to win. You remember Kansas City early in the year? Every year you've got to do it over again with a new group of guys. You may not make a million changes. Look at Kansas City's schedule early in the year. Remember what Kansas City did in a couple of those games. They had a tough schedule. Where they found a way to survive early on. Week two, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was week two. It was like week four. It was week five. They were winning games, but they weren't blowing anybody out of the water. They just got a quarterback that's a veteran now. Uh, they got rid of Tyreek Hill. You've made some changes. You're up against the cap. So you got to find a way to make everybody productive. And it's not going to be as smooth as it always looks. They're not as dominant as they once were because they're in a state, a little bit of a, a state of flux. Because when you're adding and subtracting players and you've got to balance the cap out and you're up against it, you're always going to be trying to uh, finagle it a little bit. And that's why every year you've got to build that rapport with your players. You've got to build the trust with the players. And you figure it out with those guys how you're going to do it. But every team goes through it. Buffalo's been trying to do it. And Buffalo doesn't look overly impressive, no, do they? No, no. They don't. But what do they keep doing? They, they've won eight in a row. They keep winning. Five of Kansas City's first six games were one-score games. Most yeah. of them were like three-point games. They won four of them. They won four and two in their yes. first six. Yes. And five of the six were one-score games. Early on is, yeah. early on in the football season is when everybody believes they could win. They still got a chance. The realization and the thoughts of, okay, this isn't going to be as good as we come, come about week eight, week nine, where you're like, oh, okay, we're not going to be good. Let's figure something out. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about the uh, the quarterback carousel that's going to hit all of us here in this uh, NFL offseason and how it might affect the Bears. Plus, we can take your NFL calls, Bears or otherwise, getting ready for divisional weekend. Um, just thoughts uh, from listening and reading about Kevin Warren from yesterday. We'll play some of the highlights. He did join us late in the show yesterday. 312-332-3776 for Carmen and Yurko. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. 
Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Carmen and York. Great day yesterday for the Bears as they officially announced Kevin Warren, their new president and CEO. We had the pleasure of talking to Kevin Warren. If you missed it, you can catch up on the ESPN Chicago app. Always catch up on shows, interviews, all the original content that is there. We'll do another crosstalk unhinged tomorrow. That'll be dropping. Uh, Yurko's going to be gone, but Sylvie and Waddle and I will be in the studio uh, taping that tomorrow. Uh, odds couple on Friday. There's just tons of stuff. There's the MMA pod, Black and Abdallah. I uh, have the Bear Down pod and all kinds of great stuff there. So, uh, But we did talk to Kevin Warren. You know, the biggest news, I think, from yesterday seemed to be the Bears' determination to get this Arlington thing done. I mean, that seems to be the singular focus right now. And Kevin Warren reiterated that with us yesterday. Yes, 100%. That, that, that is our sole focus at this point in time. If if the city comes and says, Mr. Warren, could you at least have a conversation with us? Would you, or does it not even matter at this point? No, I think the focus is is, is uh, Arlington Arlington Park. I mean, that's the focus. And uh, and again, I'll I'll learn more uh, about our our site and and you know the the my thought process once I've started able to get information. But uh, based upon what I know at this point in time, the. 100% soul, unequivocal focus is on Arlington Park. 100% soul, unequivocal focus. Yurko was asking, is the plan to be a 365-day-a-year sort of business and revenue maker and entertainment area? Here was Kevin Warren. I mean, I think that's the, the mindset. And, again, that's why I'm excited about digging into this project, learning more about it, seeing what we can do, what we can do to get better. Um, and so I, I just can't wait to get my briefing books and, and start digging into it. But but that's a uh, for our, our fans of the Chicago Bears to to have that uh, you know three sixty five twenty four seven is really special. And then the other thing to come out of the press conference was sort of the new structure where Kevin Warren will report to George and, and George only um, as the owner. Ryan Poles will report to Kevin Warren, but he's going to have some input in football decisions. And he talked about that with us yesterday. Yes, yes, absolutely. As I said, I was with uh, Ryan in the draft room this morning just talking through just just high level, see how he sets up things. And I'm here as a resource. And so I'll be transitioning out of the Big Ten, transitioning here. I'll have, you know, these regular meetings with with, uh, Ryan and and, uh, uh, Matt and the same thing like I'm doing with Ted, you know, from a stadium and finance accounting operations, just gathering information. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited about it, and we'll all be involved and working together and then hopefully just add value. Does that sound about right, Yerk? Uh, the way you know front office structures normally to be, even yeah. though he's not sort of like the football guy. I mean, he's worked right. uh, in, in a couple different organizations with uh, great success. But like, Well, I mean, obviously he's going to lean on Ryan Poles. Right. You know, same way Brian uh, Bob Harlan, I should say, was with Ron Wolf. I mean, he went out the business of identifying the guy that was going to take over the Packers back in the day. Yeah. And it was Ron Wolf, but Brian Harlan was the president, oversaw all business, you know, aspects of what they had going on. Uh, that's when the uh, the beginning of them expanding their stadium was talked about. Uh, they had three expansions on the stadium and the rebuilding of the outside of the stadium. All that stuff started, you know, uh, the business aspect of it started with uh, Bob Harlan, but he hired the football people. And when the football people had concerns and thoughts, he was always there listening. And if he needed to add something, he added it. Yeah. You know? If he thought they're heading in the right direction, okay, you're heading in the right direction. 
what you hope doesn't happen, and I don't think this will, because I think Kevin Warren gets it. What you don't want to happen is a president who might not be a football guy, is more of a business guy. You don't want him stepping on the toes of the people that you have in charge to make your football decisions. And look, the, I'll, give the, you, I'll give you the perfect scenario. Okay, because I was just going to reiterate a story yeah. Sylvie again told yesterday, and I don't want to beat a dead horse. It's, we've told it a lot, but right. we, there is a classic example within the Bears organization of that of happening. stepping on toes. So yes. we're going to listen to that. I'm going to tell yeah. you the way it works perfectly. Okay. Uh, we hired. Where are you talking about? In Green Bay? In or? Green Bay. We hired Ron Wolf from the New York Jets. Right. We hire Wolf. Wolf comes in. One of the first games he has, we're down at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium playing against the Jerry Glanville and the Atlanta Falcons. They're on the field before the game. Ron Wolf, um, Bob Harlan. They're on the field, and he goes, Bob, he goes, I want you to walk over with me. And they walk over, and uh, they're watching the quarterbacks warm up for the Atlanta Falcons. He goes, that's the guy that's going to become our quarterback that's over the there. We're going to make trade for him. We're going to get him. Boy, so Ron already had that idea. Huh? He, knew he knew exactly which quarterback he wanted to come in and play. And he told Harlan. Now, he's telling Harlan, this is what I'm doing. That's the quarterback of the future. That's the quarterback we're going to get. He didn't ask Bob Harlan to analyze him, to take a look at him. He didn't say, hey, what do you, you know, what does he look like? Do you like the way he looked? No. He's, he was informing him that when we go and move forward, that's the guy we're getting and we're going to trade for him, and it's going to cost us a little bit. Right. But trust me when I say we're going to be right. Yeah, and that's and it. And, it turned and out that's the right. way it worked out. And yeah. there's the president being informed, and by the guy that's general manager on what he plans to do on the football side. You know, like the most famous story we can relate is from the '01 draft. Sylvie was telling it again yesterday, and he covered those teams and was very plugged in back then. And Sylvie was anchoring the station's coverage. I remember that draft weekend. My guy Jaron um, was the coach, right? Uh, Dick Jaron was the coach. Yeah. Yes, and Mark Hatley was the uh, outgoing... He, Mark was never the GM. He was like the personnel director, I think. Right. Um, and this was before Jerry Angelo. I think it was Mark Hatley's last uh, ever, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering correctly, it was the last time he had any involvement uh, in helping the Bears make a draft. It was the 01 draft. And I remember being a young reporter sort of doing the work while Sylvie was out a- anchoring shows. He kept calling me, asking, because he knew what was going on. He was getting all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And he's saying, you've got to ask this when Mark Hatley talks and ask this and ask that. But the famous story from that draft is that uh, this is long before uh, player salaries were slotted in the first round. You used to have to really pay for yes. those first-round picks. Yes. Mark Hatley had identified a running back in the first round. The Bears were picking eighth. He was insistent that the Bears needed to get inside the top five to draft this kid that they wanted to draft out of TCU. Uh, Ted Phillips said no. That running back, of course, was LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, the Bears instead stayed at eight. They drafted David Terrell. Oh boy. Um, unfortunately, it was a big bust. Mark Hatley then proceeded to try to get back into the first round, like somewhere in the 20s, because he still needed a running back, and he had another guy. He, not LT, but another guy was pretty good, Deuce McAllister. And again, Ted Phillips said no. And that's where, because money, whatever it is, when the president starts stepping on the toes, yeah. that's a bad thing. And I hope that doesn't happen again. And if it doesn't, and if you believe in the people that you have put in place to run your football ops now with this new structure, let them have a fair amount of autonomy. Let them do their thing. I get it. The president's going to have to have some say and some input, and he can be a sounding board. But uh, when they talk about collaboration and we're all in this together, I hope that's true. And I hope at no point does uh, someone who's not truly a football guy 
get involved to the point where they say, no, you can't do that. I don't trust your decision making here. We're going to do what I say is best. You really have to trust these people that you put in place. And hopefully something like that doesn't happen. Unfortunately, the 0-1 draft turned out to, to be a lot different. Who, who I, the Bears get? The Bears Anthony got Anthony Thomas. Thomas they went right? Michigan, Michigan. And Anthony and Thomas, his credit, was, was a rookie He year? was. Yeah. But he was never as good as Deuce McAllister. And he certainly wasn't right. LaDainian Thomas. He wasn't dynamic by any stretch of the no. imagination. And hopefully... People have learned over the course of time that you shouldn't take anybody that high. Well, running, but that's true. This is 20 years ago. You're going back to the 0-1 draft. It was very different. So, you know, yeah, you drafted running backs high, and you moved into the top 10 to draft running backs, and Mark Hatley knew well enough, this kid's awesome, and I want to move inside the top five so that we can draft him, and it didn't happen. The Chargers did at five, and the rest is history as LaDainian Tomlinson went on to have his Hall of Fame career. See, it's almost Hatley had to ask for permission. He did. That's what he's 100%. doing. And he was told no. And Ron Wolf didn't ask for permission. Ron Wolf was informing him, this is the quarterback and it's going to take something, but we're doing it. So he was informing Bob Harlan. Mm. And Bob Harlan may have been smart enough to know, I hired the guy. I'm going to let the guy to make the decision and we'll go about the business of doing what we have to do. That's it. Same thing with the Reggie White acquisition. When he became a free agent, he sued the league in 93. Right. They implemented the salary cap. They were, this is a game changer. This is what we need to do. We're going to bring him to Green Bay. Nobody ever thought we'd be able to get Reggie White into Green Bay. Because nobody wanted to go to Green Bay ever. Mm-hmm. But here he is. Reggie White's Reggie coming to White's town. Reggie White's going to town. Yeah. Uh, there are soon to be three, I'm sorry, there are soon to be four Hall of Famers uh, from that 01 class. There were 31 first-round selections. Remember who uh, the first pick of the second round was that year? 32nd pick. He's going to be a Hall of Famer very soon. What year? 01. 01. 32nd pick. Played in the Big Ten. 32nd pick. A quarterback. Who played in the Big Ten? Who was the thirty-second pick? Well, Brady was in the sixth the round. The same team that drafted Ladanian Tomlinson drafted him. Sandy, oh, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Your Hall of Famers from the first thirty-two picks: LT, Richard Seymour, Steve Hutchinson, who was a great player, yeah. and soon to be Drew Brees, the thirty-second overall selection. All right, I promise we'll get out to the calls coming up next. Just after one, we got some Rogers sound to play. He was talking to McAfee yesterday about his future. I feel like the drama is going to build for uh, some of the offseason here with Aaron Rodgers again. We do want to talk about that and how the quarterback carousel might affect the Bears. We'll get into that after 1 o'clock. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. We missed Aaron Rodgers on McAfee's show yesterday. We're going to replay some of that in about 10 minutes. Might have to buckle up for some more uh, Rogers drama. I, I don't know. It seems to us he's got one place to play, but we'll get into that. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it a little we'll bit after one. Matt's in Streamwood. What's up, Matt? Hey, Carmen Yurko. Thanks for taking my phone call. Carmen Yurko, could I ask you when the Bears finished with the worst record? They were for the opportunity, the coaching staff, to do the East West Bowl, and Brian Post declined for that. Yeah. But now I see Getty's doing the Senior Bowl, and some of the other coaches are doing the Senior Bowl. So from the question for you, Carmen Yurko, are they passing up a golden opportunity to check the East-West prospects that are coming out, or is the Senior Bowl that much premier that he wants his coaching staff to, to make sure that they see what they have on that team regarding the prospects? I think uh, that's the answer, Matt, but I don't know for sure. You know, maybe uh, Courtney, that's a better question for, like, Courtney Cronin. I, I won't pretend to know all the inner workings of why they would pass on that or if it's just as simple as they feel like their resources are better spent being at the Senior Bowl. 
I, I think that's probably the answer, Matt. I, I think one of the two games is probably, you know, which one's better. It could be the Senior Bowl I rather the than the Senior Bowl. Switch, is, right? is yeah. a little bigger. I, I think it so is. So I'd rather, if I had a chance in my druthers, I'd rather be at the Senior Bowl. But I'd, if I'm not, you know, sometimes you don't get offered and you never get a chance and you send your scouts and you send maybe a position coach or two. Scouts look at players differently than coaches do. Hmm. Coach, you know, the scout might look at it, but, you know, what guy can do, what he's do, what's his potential, what's his top thing. A coach looks at a guy and says, all right, let me see level, let me see how he plays, how can I fix what's wrong? Hmm. You know, how can I fix what's wrong? Hmm. So I can coach you him. can't always do it. And like, yeah. you know, we'd bring guys in, and I could watch a guy, and I could watch his feet, and I could say, okay, we've got something here. I don't necessarily need to see the times. I want to see a guy's feet. The guy's feet are more important than anything, especially on the offensive and defensive line. Yeah. You can get it out to the corners and see if there's any wasted motion and wasted steps. Okay, then I can make a guy that's pretty damn good, I can make him a whole lot better by getting rid of those wasted steps. The inefficiencies. Uh, a defensive lineman undercutting himself. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean and, by that? Uh, undercutting himself. That means when you're coming out of the stance and you get a quick action, and instead of going with the action, which your initial steps... You, you're out here and you see the action, then you undercut yourself ah. by taking a step back. Yeah. So instead of taking a one-two and you've moved like and gained yardage, opening. you undercut. You took two steps, you haven't moved anywhere. Mm. So you you, you got to watch that. And I, I, I pointed that out one time when, uh, who was at third base? This is a baseball situation. Remember the fight between Zambrano and Derek Lee in the White Sox dugout? Yeah. And the third baseman was Aramis Ramirez. And if you look at Ramirez Ramirez on the play on the ball that got down the line, which made Carlos Zambrano livid, he undercuts himself at third base. He takes two steps and goes nowhere, but he's leaning. So the lean is there. But he was at third. He was so wide. He had to gather, step, went nowhere in his first two steps, and the ball was on him. And he couldn't make the play. And rightfully so, Zambrano looked at him and goes, what the is going on here? And he was frustrated because his fielders were disappointing him. I love him. how you remember that. And my point was, he did. He undercut himself. He was terrible. On that play, he was terrible. Specifically, that play was terrible. And if you don't work on that, and you don't identify it, and you don't have anybody telling you, hey, you're doing this, then it's a problem. Hmm. But you can make players more efficient. Hand placement sometimes with offensive and defensive linemen. It's hand placement. You get a guy that gets in a bad habit, or he's got an injury, yeah, right. and he's protecting okay. himself... You can look at film. I can look at film and look at the guy's got a shoulder problem. I can, can point it out. It. Yeah. Point out. This guy's, he's protecting something. Something hurts. Which is causing his technique to be poor. Mm. So that's what you get sometimes from coaches you won't get from scouts. Mm. You know, a lot of scouts I like numbers. See that. Scouts love numbers. Sure, sure. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Oh, and they're looking Collect at so the many numbers. guys. Collect the number, and... right. What, differenti- what, what differentiates one guy from the other? When we got the little kid from South Dakota State, or uh, wherever he came from, uh, Adam Timmerman. Mm. I went up against Garden, Timmerman. Right? I said, boy, yeah. this, this guy, when he figures it out, this yeah. guy's going to be good. Yeah. And they got him in the seventh round. And he was good. He was like a little scrappy, he's like a little puppy dog. He's just so excited, so happy to be there. He was flying everywhere. I goes, slow down. I said, what are your pants on fire? Whoa, what do you that got thing, ants? You got ants in your pants? Slow down. Where are you going, for heaven's sake? You don't need to go over there. You just need to be right here. And they did. They slowed him down. Tom Lovat did a nice job with Adam Timmerman. And the next year when Aaron Taylor got busted up, we put Timmerman right in there, and boom. Timmerman was on that Rams team, right? Yeah, he was. That's what I thought. My my point is they didn't miss a beat. Yep. It was that solid. So let's go. Just certain things you remember over the course of time. Let's go to John in Naperville. Hey, John. Hey, guys. 
listen, 99 days to the draft. Yep. You guys are good buds with the new president. You got to go. Well, we got to go see Andy, too. I mean, it's in Kansas City. That's, yeah, the, right. that's the key. Yeah. Uh, we'll go break bread. There. Yeah, we'll go break I mean, bread with Andy. We, we'll John, we are, uh, uh, the, the wheels are in motion. That's all I'll say. I, I, the wheels are in motion. We, we're going to have the, this radio station will have a very large presence, uh, not just in Kansas City, but all draft weekend long in KC and here uh, in and around Chicago as uh, the Bears have the number one pick um, and all the other stuff that comes with it. Comes with it. Yeah. yeah. I think people know about the. the yeah, partnership that what is those the things are. So, yep, yeah, it, in the works. I, hey, I might make two trips to Kansas City. The Bears play them there this year, and that's, well, that's one a, that we've good circled. Chance, good chance to meet the ticket guy when you're out there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you could call your depending on when that game is. Because look, November, December, you probably not a trip you want to make. But depending on when that game is, uh, Zetterman and I and Sylvia have uh, circled that as one of the possible trips to go on uh, with our sons to see the Bears play on the road. Uh, it'd be pretty awesome to see Mahomes in that building. I, you've said it, and everybody else says. People say the game day experience in Arrowhead is pretty awesome. It's a pretty cool football experience. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. I've never been to the stadium. And uh, maybe two trips to Kansas City in our future. We'll two see. trips. Wow. Two trips. Wow. In 2023. Chris is in Buffalo Grove. Hey, Chris. Hey, Carm. Long time no chat. I haven't seen you guys since bourbon and bacon. Oh, um, can't wait. That'll be back, by the way, in November. You're damn right, and I will be there, sir. Yes, I love um, it. I have, I have, dude. The good kid was so nice, man. He told me so many stories. He was, he's such a mensch, dude. I hung well, out is, with him for like thirty minutes. He is I'm, a, I'm a yarn spinner. He's a storyteller. He's a raconteur. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a yarn spinner. I spin yarns. <laughs> and I was happy to not interrupt you. That was a miracle. My wife could have been like, he he listened for more than five minutes. It is amazing. But anyways, I digress. Um, I'm taking her to GT Prime this weekend, and oh, I just nice. want to know what to order because if I'm going to drop that kind of coin, I'm not on your guys' level just yet. So I want to make sure that I'm not uh, ordering the wrong thing. All right, I love GT Prime. That's Giuseppe Tentori's uh, place that he's got with the Boca Group. There's GT Fish and Oyster, and he's got GT Prime. I haven't been in a while, Chris. If they still have the meat flight, do it. The Because okay. I, I remember... God, it's been a few years since I've been to GT Prime. Shame on me. I think but they I, have it. I think it's like two ninety five or something. They said they got like a little bit of bison, dude, a little bit of yes, uh, like venison, filet, bison, exactly, any exactly. Bear? Any bear on that? I know there's no bear. Chris, have fun and let us know how it went. Uh, it's awesome, and they have like this meat flight where they bring it out on this big charcuterie board, kind yeah, of. Yeah, sure, sure. And there's like Chris is right. There's like bison, and there's uh, um, venison fillet, and then there's like ribeye, sure. and there, it, it's fantastic. Son yeah. of Bison, brother oh of Al. Coming up in two minutes. Uh, we're going to Bison Deli. Bison Deli, that's right. You're going. Coming up in a couple minutes, we'll be uh, back. We want to play the Aaron Rodgers stuff. want to talk about quarterbacks changing teams uh, and how it's going to affect the Bears offseason plans. And we'll take more of your Bears and NFL calls at 312-332-ESPN. Back in two.